This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Ko Mikaela Naimen toku ingoa. My name is Mikaela Naimen and I'm your host. Welcome. This show focuses on the arts and creativity in Taranaki and beyond. We aim to cover the diversity of arts from painting, literature, songwriting, theatre, pottery, poetry, sculpture and how the creative arts contribute to our community as well as our own sense of purpose and well-being. The Sugarloafing Artscast is generously supported by the Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Len Lai Center. Stay tuned to find out more. And with me in the studio today is a lovely group of art space artists who are part of the Pastel Association here in New Plymouth and Taranaki. Jan Leighton, Judith White, Noreen Ford and Julie Elson are with us in the studio today. Thank you for coming in. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I hope um, 2024 started well for all of you. Very good. Thank yes, you. it was excellent. <laughs> Great. And we are so excited to have you in the art space at Access Radio Taranaki here in the Top Town Mall during February. And you're going to show some of your amazing pastel work. This is a group exhibition, right? Yes, it is. Yes. Can you tell us a bit about it? Well, it's it's basically work from the Garage Group, which started over 15 years ago. And I think there's two original members here today, Noreen and myself, Judith, who started it up, and Julie's a newer member. And um, we've tried to have well, regular exhibitions here and there, but um, it's, it's all, all about getting out and telling people about, you know, how amazing Pestle is because it is a really incredible medium. Mm, It is. Jan, can you tell us a little bit about the different pastel options you have? Because it's not just, um, you know, the crayons you used in school. No, 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 they were usually um, oil pastel, and I think they used those in schools because they didn't make such a lot of mess. But they did. Well, (laughs) I suppose some children managed to do that, but (laughs) we used soft pastels, and they're the ones that, most artists have used over the centuries and they're um, basically it's like a a pure pigment that's got um, it's mixed with a little bit of water and then a little bit of binder and the amount of binder makes it softer or harder so the really good pastels are usually got the ones with the less binder so they're really really soft and they do the amazing job of making an amazing painting and I think manufacturers actually use, add a little bit of white to some basic colours and a little bit of black, and that basically adds colour and hues. So it makes them darker or lighter or something like that. Yeah, so they're really incredible. And you can also get like a compressed form of pastels in, a, in little, they're called pans pastels, and they're in little containers. And they're really brilliant for doing backgrounds and you can smooth them. And, and you get little types of instruments that you can smooth them with, like little sponges and little little 
knobbly things. <laughs> and they're really, really good. But I, I've bought some pans, pastels, but I actually haven't used them yet. But I mean, Noreen here, she's an expert. She'll tell them all about it. Our pans, pastels, yeah, they're they're in a compact, which is a little bit like the what you get your rouge in, um, and you use the like Jan was saying, the soft tools, and you just kind of almost like brush them in. You can use the water and blend it so it becomes a, a background wash, and then you can put your other pastels on top of that. It's a really good way to get a base background going. Uh, before you start doing the rest of the painting and it helps use less of your beautifully expensive <laughs> soft mm. ones. <laughs> and it's not only the um, chalk uh, pasta or the pastels themselves, it's uh, also the paper is very specific and that special. Is, that is correct. There mm. are, I just had a look, there's about 19 different brands of paper. Uh, so there's many, many choices out there. I've st- I started first with a, a thinner paper and then progressed to a little bit more thicker, but it had a very more gritty, sandy... Like a sandpaper. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was quite sandy, and mm-hmm. it tended to chew up my pastels a little bit. Because the thing is, it needs a tooth it where does the need a tooth. chalk yes, or the pastel that's, sits. That's, mm-hmm. that's correct. Um, eventually we all kind of switched, well not all of us, but a few of us switched to a brand called Pastel Mat and it feels like there's not much of a tooth on it but it Mm. holds an incredible Mm. amount of pastel so you can just keep layering and that's Mm. the thing about pastel is that you can just keep layering and layering and layering uh, on top of each um, but so you've got get that very depth Mm. Of um, of your painting, that pastel paper is produced in um, France. So mm. uh, yeah, Claire Fontaine, I think, is, yes, the, is right. the brand. Yeah. We some of us found it was perfect. I found it worked really well with the brand of pastels that I enjoy using, which is a brand called Blue Earth. Very soft and very vibrant. Mm-hmm. And they come in boxes of different colours. So mm-hmm. you've got a whole box of red shades and then a whole box of blue shades. Because you can work with your fingers too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a, lot of tutors don't, a lot of tutors don't actually like you to do that. Uh, they, they, they recommend not mm-hmm. because you've got natural oils on your fingers mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But some people, so there's some um, instructors that we've tutors that we've had that mm-hmm. have put their whole fist Mm. into the pastel yes. <laughs> and smashed yes. it into the paper <laughs> oh, on that note we are going to take a small music break but we'll be right back to hear more about pastel I keep hearing you on Anybody's 
Welcome back to Sugarloafing Artscast on Access Radio, Taranaki 104.4 FM. We are grateful to Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Lenline Center for the sponsorship. And I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. Today I have a whole group of pastel artists here who are going to exhibit a group exhibition in the art space here at Access Radio Taranaki in the Top Town Cinema Mall. Judith, you have been part of this uh, for quite some time too and um, I remember talking to you about the Pastel Association but you also said that you have like a critique of each other's work that is meant to be supportive and encouraging and can you tell us a bit about it? Absolutely, Um, we meet every Friday 10 o'clock till 2 o'clock and then at the end of the day we all put up our works and have a critique it's not meant i mean it's not meant to be nasty or anything right. like that it is mm. positive yeah. um, comments that are made yeah. um, we all go away sort of to improve what we've done or mm. and i'll just interrupt a second yeah. often it is something that you know is not quite write about your painting but you can't mm. pinpoint it mm. but when somebody else looks at it they go oh you need to do da 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 here and it's like oh mm. that's what it is mm. so it's very invaluable because mm. you've got another few more sets of eyes and looking that's right. mm. and, um, yeah. and, and seeing where they can see whereas Sometimes you don't see it yourself. Absolutely. Mm. And um, being a writer, I know, you know, it needs to come from a place of trust and generosity as well, mm-hmm. because you know, next time it's maybe your work that is being critiqued. Mm. But you can't always see. Mm. That's mm. Right. No, that extra set of eyes, it's invaluable, actually. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I've, I've actually travelled around the country um, when I was the president of PANS, Pastel Artists of New Zealand, and I've been to one or two places, and the people were absolutely horrified that the, to have a critique at the end of the day. Uh, they didn't want anyone else telling them what they mm. should be doing. What, but I think some of those have changed their minds since then, yes. and um, they find it really helpful and yeah, mm. a valuable exercise. Mm. Well, it's really a peer review, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Yes. And uh, can you opt out if you feel like... Yeah, you've been in there with your fists and fingers and it doesn't look <laughs> very great. There, there have been a few of our members who've not really enjoyed having the critique. No. But no, but I don't think it stopped them coming. No, I think mm. they've got used to having a critique mm. and I think they're finding it valuable now too. So, But no, that first critique of your work and putting mm. it up in front of others... Um, can I, be I, quite daunting, I daunting do, actually. I do remember my first one. Yes, <laughs> yes. Nice colours. Yeah, I was going <laughs> nice yeah, to say, as a, as a new person, you know, to the group, it's really, you know, advantageous for me because I learn lots from other people commenting on the ideas that I should try next time. Mm. So it's about the concept as well as the execution. Yeah, yeah, you know, they give That's you ideas fine. on how and why and, yeah. Fabulous. So, Julie, you are the latest member. Yes, I've only been going about three months now. And uh, how come you joined? I um, I used to go to a different art class, and um, I tried pastels at the one art class one day, and the lady that takes it suggested that I try going to the pastel group because she thought it might be advantageous for me. And so, yeah, here I am. <laughs> And where can you find, uh, or where can people find you if they, like Julie, would like to give it a try? Um, I do have um, brochures that I hand out to different galleries, and um, so people can take them. And there's a website that um, you can go to and join Pastel Artists of New Zealand, www.pastelartistsofnewzealand.co.nz. And, and uh, do you end up automatically on the Taranaki association then or is that how you join the Taranaki group too? Oh it's just word of mouth actually and um, we have a newsletter put out by the PANS, Pastel Artists of New Zealand every second month and we do like to um, you know sort of share it and um, it's just word of mouth actually. I I think there's a link to the Taranaki branch maybe through the PANS Possibly, Possibly. I'm not quite Mm -hmm. sure. I think it shows all the different um, centres and who to contact. And uh, physically, where are you located when you meet? We meet at the Disabled Rooms on Hind Street uh, every Friday, Mm -hmm. 10 o'clock until 2 o'clock. 83 Hind Street. 83 Hind Street, and you bring your lunch and lots of talk and a little bit of pastel is done. And enjoy the (laughs) critique. (laughs) So is it okay for someone who hasn't been part before to come and have a look and see what you're up to on a Friday? Absolutely. Mm. We encourage that. Yes. And And we actually have some ex-members who have left bits of pastel behind and a new person can try them, you know, using a nice quality pastel and just see if they enjoy it. Fantastic. they want to keep coming. Yeah. Mm. And... um, what about the paper? If you don't have the right pastel paper, would it be enough to bring like watercolour paper or something like that? Anything with a tooth, anything that's got a bit of a texture, I think that's the important thing. We do have mm. a bit of spare paper floating around. Mm. We have a cupboard. 
You mm. can use uh, watercolour paper, but you have to put a gesso coating over it to, to give it that tooth for the mm. pastel to stay on. Mm. Uh, but no, you can try on anything, actually. I've actually done work on um, matte board, you know, the, the, the board that they put around a painting. That's actually quite nice. It's usually got a smooth side and a slightly, slightly textured side. But I've found that's brilliant for pastel. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And do you need to treat it with some sort of um, spray or varnish or something to keep it at the end? Or well, <laughs> I, cursed, I cursed, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Actually, uh, fixatives used to be used, but mm. now they're not. Um, it deadens the work, um, but you can use fixative and then go over the past that fixative on the paper. Mm, so um, what, happens, to, yeah, yeah. what happens with that is that if you've used up too much tooth, and you can't put any more pastel mm. on. If you do Treats a spray, mm. then you can reapply pastel a bit after that, and mm. that tends to be how it's used now mm. more often. than a, yeah, it just dulls mm. the colour. Yeah, I think that's how mm. I was uh, taught mm. to use the fixative too. But um, yeah, what is the solution when you have too much? Because the beauty is that you can layer. And and then of course you build build it up. So are you the ones who go from dark to light or light to dark? We we go, go from dark to light. Dark, dark to light. light. Yes. But this new pastel paper that we're using, this um, pastel mat, you seem to be able to put about five layers on, and it doesn't come off. It seems to soak no, into the paper somehow. Quite amazing stuff, actually. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> yes. And, and it doesn't tend to shed the the pastel down into the mm. easel as well, which is really good. Yes. So when we finish the pastel, we usually shake off as much as we, we can, and then I get a piece of special paper, which is a bit like tissue paper, lay it on the top, get my rolling pin, and roll it very gently, and that makes any excess stick to the paper. And that, that seems to be fine. I don't seem to have any trouble after that. Wow. Nothing keeps falling off. It's all been pressed in. <laughs> Every medium advances, and clearly <laughs> pastels do too. So, yeah, let's take another music break here, and we will come back and talk a bit about your individual art.
Welcome back to Sugarloafing Artscast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. I'm your host, Michaela Nyman, and we are grateful for the sponsorship by Covet Brewster Art Gallery and Len Nye Centre. And uh, the February art space is going to be full of pastel artists. It's a group work, and it's the Pastel Association here in Taranaki who is organizing it. And I have with me in the studio today Jan Leighton, Judith White, Noreen Ford and Julie Elson who are talking about all things pastel and you are very welcome to join them on a Friday between 10 and 2 at the Hind Street uh, Disability Rooms where the Pastel Association is meeting and um, yeah, check out how you go about pastel art. So let's talk a bit about what you do because I remember Judith, you showed me some work that Oh, I was blown away by that because it was very photographic in nature. It was like a deep crevice and landscape, like uh, things I hadn't associated with pastel art. And I guess that made me very curious about what what is pastel art? Like what do you, each of you, focus on? Well, we like? uh, I enjoy doing um, landscapes, seascapes, uh, still life, but I like to give anything a go. I'm a <laughs> Can I just speak as a, a new person? I uh, I am sort of very at the beginning of all the pastel things and I'm trying to find out what pastel works for me because there's loads of different um, softness and hardness and so, um, you know, I'm, I'm really learning the basics but it's really, really interesting and uh, the papers and everything for me so I've not really found a, what I like doing best yet. I'm just trying everything. <laughs> Which sounds like a fabulous approach. Is there anything that has surprised you then with the, you know, like the motifs of the art in pastel? Oh, look, everything surprises me, especially <laughs> these, <laughs> these ladies' works at the end of the day, you know. Um, they're just amazing how it all works together. And so, yeah. Jen, what uh, kind of pastel art do you do? Well, I, I decided to take up pastel because I'm a very finicky painter. And I used to, well, I still do, I paint in acrylic, which I do love, but I thought I'd try something different. I tried watercolour, and I didn't have the discipline for watercolour, so I left that behind. Um, I tried oil, and that was too long, took too long to dry, and I'm an impatient person. So I took up acrylic, and I loved that, but I thought I'd love to try pastel, and I, I heard about Judith's garage group, and this is over 15 years ago. Mm. And um, I went along and then I was hooked because we had a woman who used to come occasionally with all her boxes of pastel so we could buy them and they were like lollies looking at you, all these vivid, vivid colours. So I'd buy a few and they were, they were a bit cheaper back then. And I just got this a bit of an addiction, even though it's, it's a fairly messy sort of medium, but I did love it. And I'm doing it, I've been doing it ever since and... Um, I like Judith, I like doing any subject, it's everything's a challenge. People are quite hard. I'm not I'm not the best at portraits. I mean I've I've tried them and sometimes the people look similar but they don't they don't <laughs> look they don't look like the like the really, really good portrait pastel artists do. And um and also with our group we um get amazing visiting tutors that come along and we have like a weekend, two days weekend workshop and they come from Australia and from New Zealand and we snap them and they come along and 
you learn something new every time because they've all got their own techniques and they teach you different ways to do things. And I mean, I never knew about um, you know um, painting painting your pastel paper or card with a bit of paint and then putting your pastel over the top of that. I never knew anything about that. So I've learned all these different things and it's you learn something all the time. It's really good. Mm. It sounds yeah. very, very um, exciting and inspiring. Yes, yes it mm. is very inspiring. You learn something different every day, virtually. You do, you do. Um, and Jan mentioned about um, it's a messy medium. Mm. A lot of people wear like surgical gloves because mm. uh, they don't like the feel of the pastel on their hands, mm. which works quite well too. And uh, do you advertise on uh, social media when you are having a visiting artist coming to teach these um, workshops? Because that sounds like something yes. a lot of people would be interested in. Well, I suppose in. you know if we know anybody who would be interested, I think we probably ask them. Mm. We do have people that, if we have a workshop, they'll they'll come up from Wanganui or you know further afield from Taranaki, um, which is great because um, they you know it's a, it's quite an quite a thing to sort of pick up all your stuff and come up here and do two workshops because you've got to have accommodation. So they're really keen, you know, pastel addicts like us. We <laughs> usually fill up our workshops. Um, the tutors usually only take about um, 12 members. Uh, they don't like to be overburdened with too mm. many, otherwise they don't aren't able to get around to each artist. Mm. Um, but we ha do have a workshop coming up at the end of March this year. Unfortunately, it's um, Easter weekend, but we are still carrying on with it. We've got a vis visiting tutor from Australia, uh, which we're all looking forward to, and we've got uh, two members <coughs> coming up from Wanganui, so we're mm. all looking forward to that. Mm. Fabulous. Yeah, well... I think it's always uh, interesting to get input from, uh, you know, the outside when you have been mm -hmm. doing it for a while, and we all need that. So it sounds like your group is um, thriving. How many members do you have? I think we've got about 17 if they all came, but yeah. um, on a Friday it's an average 10, I would mm -hmm. think, each Friday, which is quite mm -hmm. a nice number there. Yes. And uh, when it comes to the finished work, I know there are some amazing pastel artists here in Taranaki, and uh, we had uh, Veronica T showing her work in December. I've seen a few of you uh, at uh, the Gables as well, North Taranaki Art Society, um, Jan's work especially. But there's a lot of work that goes into it. So do you need to frame it at the end of the day or can you have it unframed as no, well? No, it's got to always be framed under glass because of its delicate surface. But you don't treat it any differently. Like you make, never make sure you never hang the painting in the sun. I mean, but then you wouldn't hang, hang a watercolour or a print in the sun because the sun's so bad, you know, to anything like that. So as long as you hang it in the right place, don't drop it. I mean, you wouldn't drop any painting. You know, it's it's not an onerous thing. No, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's like watercolours. They have to be framed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What about your art, Noreen? Uh, my art, I do all sorts. A lot of landscapes, still life, animal portraits. I really enjoy doing animal portraits. I've done quite a few commissions. I was just wondering about that. So people uh, contact you and yes. they can get their pets. Uh. Yes, yes, and that's really 
I find that really enjoyable because you're creating something very special for a particular person and uh, yeah the feedback is really good. How do you go about it? Do you always use a photo or have you actually met the pets too? I always use a photo. Sometimes I've met the pets, sometimes I haven't. Uh, But I do like to find out about the personality of the pet. I always start with the eyes and then I talk. (laughs) I talk to the uh, animal as I'm painting it and say good morning or good afternoon and you're cute. (laughs) All that sort of silly stuff. (laughs) And it's just it's a wonderful thing to create a portrait for an animal portrait for a um, client. Mm. Yeah, most, I, mo- I was going to say most of us do work from photos, mm. but I myself I like to have taken my own photo and have been to the area so that you've got a feeling, mm. and I think mm. that is able mm. to be transferred to the paper. Absolutely, I think it mm. absolutely comes mm. through, and and that's where yeah. Those uh, angles that you hadn't thought about that sometimes you think this is a really skilled photographer, but you've taken a quite daring angle. It's not your flat standard kind of landscape. Mm. And you have maybe not thought that you could do that in pastel as well. It's almost mm. like a 3D yeah. mm. um, view of yeah, that we yes. get um, in our paintings. Yeah. I love pastel for water. It does lovely things for water. So that's something that I really like painting water. Um, yeah, she's yeah. a legend in water. Yeah, she, <laughs> you are a legend in water, Jan. <laughs> Funny, because I don't like swimming. It's really weird. <laughs> so I do hope we will see some water paintings, some landscapes, some pets maybe here. Yeah, to have an exciting exhibition that people can see what you can do with pastels. Mm-hmm. Are all your members going to exhibit in the February exhibition? Well, we actually have asked around, didn't we? We asked yes. around at our end of year yes. um, lunch. Most of us that go regularly on a Friday uh, will be exhibiting. Mm. Mm. Great. We should be able to rustle up <coughs> about 20 paintings, which we can sort of hang a bit differently from Veronica's. But even if we've got a few spares, it doesn't matter. We can take them home. But at yeah. least we'll have something to play with. Absolutely. Yeah. Group a- exhibitions are always good ways of also seeing who is actually in, in that kind of uh, working with that medium. So, yeah. Pastels have been used for hundreds of years, and all those original pastels are still as good today as mm. what they were. Um, it, does, it just doesn't fade. It just, mm. yeah, it, it's wonderful, really. Mm. So, mm. good pigments and good binders. Mm. Yeah, yes, mm. yes pays off. Alright, we will take another music break and uh, we'll be right back. So cold, but you burn tonight 
Back to Sugarloafing Artscast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. I'm your host Michaela Nyman, and I'm here with a group of pastel artists who are going to exhibit in the uh, art space in the Top Town Cinema Mall in February. And we are grateful to Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Len Lai Center for the sponsorship for this podcast. And uh, Jan Layton. Judith White, Noreen Ford and Julie Elsom are all pastel artists. Uh, some have been doing it for 15 years and others have just started. And I guess that's the exciting thing when you also have an association locally where you can kind of go and learn the ropes, isn't it, Julie? It certainly is, yeah. And also making new friends too. Fantastic. Yeah, where can people get hold of all the materials they need? You all said that you are ordering online. What what should someone who is just starting out mm. think about? Well, when I started, I bought mungo pastels, which are student <laughs> pastels, and that's a terrible, dirty word here. I should not say mungo pastels, but I, they were fine just to try it out, you know. They are what students usually use, yes. mungo pastels, yes. um, and good for starting out. Yes. But they do fade yes. um, the way they've been made. Uh, so mm. then we sort of progressed, and we had a, a local lady here who was uh, an agent for Unison Pastels. Mm. So I think we all sort of bought those to start with, and then we yes. found uh, uh, online places that we could go to, and mm. um, sort of things progressed from there, and the uh, array of pastels that you can buy now is yes, absolutely incredible. amazing mm. yes so it is the archival quality of the pastel that is important absolutely mm. for yes. you as artists yes. Yes. yes yes and what about the paper um same with the paper there's different like the my teens is what i started with it's not thinner that one. it's thinner mm. uh, it didn't hold as much pastel um i've found in the end when I switched to Art Spectrum that was a bit it it felt a lot nicer to work Mm. with but again that one had too um, it was too sandy for me Uh, and then the Pastel mat, but you use Art Spectrum, don't you? Jane? I do. I actually yeah. quite like Art She like likes Art it with Spectrum. her unison. Yes. Mm. And so some pastels work well with different papers. Yes. Different pastels with different papers. Yes. I think it's just a personal thing what mm. paper you use. Yes. Mm. I know uh, um, a very good open international pa- um, pastel artist, Tony Elaine, who now lives in Scotland, he always used Smitings. Huh. 
and um, he sells his work for huge prices. Mm. He does workshops all around the world. Um, mm. He goes to America a lot and do, does workshops there. But um, he does wonderful work on this Mightens mm. paper and that none of us really like. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So it's a matter of trying out and don't throw mm. out your yeah. pastels yes, straight away. You will find your one that suits you, you, you know. Mm. We're yeah. all different and it's just the same with mm. our paper choice. Yeah. And uh, when you pick a mat, um, it's also important it's acid-free? Yes, yes. Or do you use any mat? mat no, board you've I'm got talking. to have the proper proper mat. And um, it's got to be done for a pastel so that there's a little... It's, it's not close to the glass. It's got to be suspended so that anything that falls down will fall down behind the mat and it won't, won't come on the glass. So there is a special method of framing pastel works. But a lot of pastels... It sort of has um, fashions, like, I'm not sure, Judith, whether it's still on, whether you don't have a mat, you just frame. Just frame, frame. you've still got to have a spacer. You still have to have a spacer. But um, that was sort of a bit of the fashion. Now I think maybe mats are coming back into fashion again. I think so. And then so. coloured mats, they were all the, all the fashion, and now they you don't really see them so much. Although, funnily enough, Tony Elaine uses coloured mats, doesn't he? Yes, his, his aren't actually mat board, they're actually timber that he uses and it looks like a mat board. Okay. But in saying that about uh, having a spacer and everything, uh, I was lucky enough to go to a conference over in Albuquerque uh, in America and all the paintings that were on display, they were mainly smack bang against the glass. Gosh, no spaces, no nothing, but they, they put their paintings right onto the glass, mm. which was quite amazing, really. Mm. I've heard that's had its drawbacks. Pastel mm. um, has sucked to the glass. Yes. Yes. Um, so you can't remove them out of the frame. That's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, mm. um, and what's coming up for uh, your association this year? What excitement we do you have? We have the big convention, We, we have a convention it? every mm-hmm. year in a, a different part of New Zealand. Uh, last year it was Arrowtown. This year it is Morrinsville. Um, they've got a very good art gallery up there. And um, we send in our digital um, photos of our artwork and it goes through a selection process, uh, three selectors, and then... If you're selected, you send your work up there and then there's two judges. So it's quite a rigorous um, selection. And if you can get something accepted, it is a real honour. Sounds Mm. like it. Very exciting too for the artist. Yeah, and it's over a week. um, Well, the exhibition goes for about six weeks, but the convention itself is over the weekend. And we have... um, demonstrations, um, discussion groups and workshops. Workshops. Um, yeah, it, it's quite an exciting time actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any of you plan to go this year? I am. I'm still on the committee so I think I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> so Judy is definitely heading there. Yes. <laughs> and then what time of the year is the convention? Uh, it's the second to last weekend in 
March, which I think is about the 22nd, 23rd or something, um, for the weekend before Easter. So if anyone's going through Morrinsville, make sure you go to the Art Gallery and look at all the wonderful work from mm. artists from all over New Zealand. Mm. Absolutely. And um, what is uh, happening in Taranaki this year? Is there anything specific that um, people can go and have a look at or join? And Well, we, I suppose we all have our work in different, different venues here and there. Such um, as? We were thinking of going, was it Eltham? We were thinking of going to Eltham, and they have approached me occasionally from the Lysart Gallery in Hawara. Um, we haven't done anything about it though at this stage. Mm. Um, and of course, we're all looking forward to the workshop we're having at Easter. Um, there's been another suggestion just this morning of another artist to come here. Um, so you know, there's always something in the mm. pipeline. Mm. Sounds like you're keeping active, all of you. And yeah, it will be wonderful to see all your work. So the Pastel Association is having an art exhibition throughout February in the art space in um, where Access Radio Taranaki is in the Top Town Cinema Mall. And you can see all the beautiful work of uh, Jan Leighton, Judith White, Noreen Ford and Julie Elsom and many others there. And uh, yeah, very much looking forward to it. Thank you so much for coming and good luck with all your work and hope you get some members as well. Thank we you. look forward to that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sugarloafing Artscast on 104.4 FM. My name is Michaela Nyman and you can contact me with feedback and ideas for shows at Access Radio Taranaki or email me on community at accessradiotaranaki.com. You can check out the artists, guests and their fabulous work on our Sugarloafing Facebook page and Instagram. To listen to previous episodes of the show, go to accessradiotaranaki.com and search us up under current shows. The Sugarloafing Artscast was made possible with the support of Govet Brewster Art Gallery and the Len Lai Center. Until next week. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.